2: Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left, a video game radio show presented by me, Steve Curran... And me, Simon Byron,
3: and also me, Anne Scantlebury.
2: That is
4: three out of three. We all made it into the studio this week. We did. <laughs> it's, it's a chaotic changeover these days because of those uh, those guys that are ahead of us. The thing I've noticed though, uh, since we've started following them, is that um, they have remarkably warm ears, don't they? They do. I quite like. Do that. you? It's like a new facility resonance. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sort of bothers me that I've got some another person's ear heat. I that going into me? Really? Yeah. I prefer to think of, of
2: uh, an extra
4: service, the heated muffs. Do you? <laughs> uh, when you use public uh, toilets, do you use the protective tissue toilet seat shaped thing, or do you like the idea of comforting <laughs> warm seats as
2: well? Uh, not on my face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How are you doing, Simon? We're
2: a video game radio show, by the way, and this is our two hundredth episode. Sort us. of, sort of. It is. Who bought there's, the cake? I mean, there's some doubts about that. That. Counting. <laughs> is that I mean <laughs> if only there was a way of checking. Traditional to one life left. Nothing is ever easy. And there are episodes we haven't broadcast for legal reasons. <laughs> uh particularly this season, so our numbering's a bit off. But yeah, it's about two hundred. We're calling 200. this our like two hundred.
4: Happy birthday. Happy Simon. about two hundred. Happy about two hundred. Uh who'd have thought I am?
3: Um and n- definitely not any of us at the beginning when we started. <laughs> to imagine that we would get to show seven was quite something was it? Yeah. We did it. You,
4: well, I, I wasn't on the first episode. And actually, and you I was. On on I was a guest very, on the first yeah. episode, wasn't I? And then you went home and cried, didn't you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do it tonight as well. Will you? Every time. Every time.
4: Hey, talking of tears, how was the wine
2: festival?
3: Oh my goodness! <sighs> I drank a lot of wine yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it was exceptional. Tears. Uh, no tears before bedtime. After bedtime, however, sobs. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: Nice. What a way to celebrate.
3: I know, I really was getting the celebrations in early, but I'm a little fragile today.
4: Well, it's a good job that we've got uh, someone else in the studio to, uh, to pick you up, Thank isn't it? Thank goodness. Um, for our 200th, 200th-ish show, we thought we need to get somebody special. Really special. We thought uh, we should get somebody who's been on once before. Someone who knows the ropes. Exactly, who can, uh, who can keep up with us and our high-quality bants. <laughs> Hashtag band.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's a uh, consultant, author, uh, all-round Mr. Good Guy uh, person. It's Nicholas Lovell. Hello. Hello, Nicholas
5: Lovell. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, you've been on the show before. When was that? Uh, it was about two years ago, with, uh, around the time we put out another book. Oh, Stop s- writing books! Well, no, do, do, do keep, keep writing, but that's, that's,
4: oh, yeah. why, that's why you're here for the 200th show, isn't it? You put out a, a book about us, haven't you? Documenting the 200 episodes that we've done, bit by bit. Uh, the highs and lows, the, uh, you know, that time that we broadcast from a bed in Nottingham, that was weird, wasn't it? And then we handed out keys. That
5: was a strange session, wasn't it? I bet that's in there. No, I didn't. Sorry.
3: You didn't include it? I didn't oh, include
5: again. it. Why, why that not? isn't what it was about. I'm okay. really sorry. Maybe it should have been. Maybe that'll be my next book. Yes, right. it will be. Well, what's this one about then? Uh, how to Make Money When Everything's Going Free. Wow. Interesting. Okay, yeah, excellent.
4: That could come in handy for us then <laughs> Excellent, right, so you're here to talk about that we'll, uh, we'll chat to you about it in a second But we'll start the show as we always do with Anne's News
3: on Monday the 7th of September. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. People are getting worried about advertising on Xbox One Again, an article published in Advertising Age called Xbox One's Data Treasure Trove Could Reshape Marketing about how Xbox One and Connect could be used to create more effective advertising raised some concerns about personal data collection and use. The report was based on a speech by Microsoft's corporate VP of marketing and strategy, Yusuf Meddi. Microsoft has maintained that they take privacy very seriously. We will be campaigning for the Xbox instruction. Xbox, close your eyes, turn around and pretend. This isn't happening.
4: <laughs> so, I thought this wasn't happening. Is this happening? Didn't they come out and say that it wasn't happening, that they definitely didn't mean it when they spoke to people at an advertising conference <laughs> <laughs> and said that, they that it say was that? happening? Yeah. I think
2: they did. But <laughs> if it can
4: happen... And the ad people want it to happen. It will happen. It will happen. Didn't they also say that your facial data will always remain on the console? Which is a sentence I never dreamt I'd hear anybody say. <laughs> <laughs> what does that? What
3: does that mean?
4: <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft, for keeping my facial data on my console.
3: Is it going to um, uh, measure how how much older you're looking month by month? Was that aimed at me? No, how, how much over one, one is looking...
4: You look tired today, Simon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Do you Do you want you, is plane? everything all right?
4: Jeez <laughs>
3: yes. you need to chat?
4: Uh, so are we, looking f- are we looking forward to having uh, a more tailored uh, advertising experience?
3: Well, now, maybe it's not such a stupid thing. Interesting. Because I don't really necessarily want to know anything about, I don't know, tyres. I don't have a car. I don't care about tyres. Things I would be interested in finding out more about is maybe... Um, Tea towels? I do have tea towels, so that would be good.
4: What's the best tea towel advert you've ever seen? It's not a big market for tea towels.
3: No, but maybe that's because they don't know how much I like tea towels. Maybe if some way in my face I could show how much I like tea towels, then... Well,
4: you'll be able to do that while you're playing Cod Blobs, too, won't you? If you shout out tea towels, actually, you'll probably get banned.
3: (laughs) Tom Clancy has died. The author of many books that have been made into games was 66. Many Clancy-based games were published through Ubisoft, the company said. Tom Clancy was an extraordinary author with a gift for creating detailed, engrossing fictional stories that captivated audiences around the world. The team at Ubisoft, especially at the Red Storm studio, are incredibly grateful to have collaborated with and learned from him, and we are humbled by the opportunity to carry on part of his legacy through our properties that bear his name.
4: Can you play the uh, studio audience track now? that we play after after um, a, a new story where Anne gives us no room for manoeuvre. <laughs> what are we supposed to say to that? I, sp- I spoke to Tom Clancy on the phone once. Is it right, Clancy, tell us that Clancy or Clancy? Clancy. Clancy? I'm really confused. Clanc- Actually, it doesn't matter. You can't libel the dead.
5: <laughs> is, is that true? Are you sure? We had, quite, <laughs> let's
4: find
2: out. <laughs> we had some of the best times in Clancy Games, didn't we?
4: Oh, didn't we? Yes. One of my favourite gaming stories when you, me, uh, João and... Was it Mark? Mark Warbank. Mark Warbank. Yeah, we were playing Ghost Recon and we stood, <laughs> we stood behind a shed <laughs> because we were too scared. I think Stand really is lending <laughs> it
2: an element of heroism <laughs> that it didn't have. We hid in a bush yeah. behind a shed in a clearing whilst, for 15 minutes. <laughs> While small boy boys shot, tried, took shots at us. And eventually it was just me and you left. It was. And, and after another 10 minutes of just lying there, they, they just wandered up and shot us in the head, and that was the end of the game. <laughs> Happy day. Thanks, Tom. But I'm serious. That, that was, was genuinely time. one of Such the best good, games. Yeah. And, and Ghost Such Recon Advanced Warfighter on the 360, phenomenal game. We had like,
4: fun with that, didn't we? Played with, uh, multiplayer. We played with Ian Cook, didn't we? We did. And did- Parco was, was
5: in that gang, wasn't he? He was too good. Did you ever play SSN? Submarine simulation? It very for old, thing you? 15 yeah. minutes doing nothing. Right. And then suddenly a torpedo would fire and you'd be dead. That's and a, then this, you do it
4: again? a common theme for all of his he games. Played it then. for hours. I like games <laughs> where yeah, you do yeah. nothing. Um, uh, is that a theme of Clancy's stuff? Well, it seems so. It was in well, the early
5: days and then he got progressively more gung ho and tea party ish. So.
4: Yeah, and there were the, the, the plane games and uh, all of that sort of stuff. Are his books sort of measured like that? I don't imagine. They're just have pages are. like there's loads of blank pages for 15 minutes. <laughs> just yeah. turning mm-hmm. like, exactly. Like, <laughs> <really tentative. laughs> and then there's a word, and it's, it just says you're dead. <laughs> uh,
3: wants soldiers in games to act in line with the Geneva Convention. A spokesperson for the Red Cross explained, Video games that are representing battlefields are very close to reality. We are arguing that we have to get even closer to reality and we also have to include the rules of conflict. Current games allow players to get away with activities that would be considered war crimes in reality. At One Life Left, we are also calling for the Green Cross code to be used in games with roads. Any character handling food must have a basic food hygiene certificate and if you want to add an extension to your house, and the sims you'll have to apply to the council for planning permission
2: well done well done yeah that was good solid joke yeah. thank you yeah good. very
4: good nothing can't fault it i can't no no very very good leads us nowhere though because that was that that would ordinarily be the sort of thing that Steve and I would say next. Yeah, we'd,
2: right. ri- we'd riff. off the <laughs> story? You
3: keep riffing. I gave you three. Give me some more. You, you don't need any of more than three. three. Exactly rule of three. three.
2: Did you learn nothing from the time we did
4: stand up? <laughs> <laughs> Literally
3: no. I learned never to do stand up again. Yeah. Uh, so th-
4: this is an odd thing to 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 uh, insist upon, isn't it?
3: Well, I don't know if they're saying. Guys, look, it looks really realistic. And when you go around just killing like uh, civilians at will and nothing happens, this isn't right. You need to get punished. And I think there should be more punishments in games.
0: Right. Okay.
3: If you step out of line, you lose. I don't know an arm.
4: And then and then what? Are they going to? They're going to start addressing slightly unrealistic physics in the jumping animations and stuff.
3: Uh, yeah.
5: Yeah,
4: that's and next on their list. Should be.
5: The RSPCA presumably needs to get involved too. Of course, all the dog mistakement, business. A of animals in yeah. any game.
4: Doesn't, isn't there a trailer for Cod blops, whatever it is, if, that, if it's called that these days, um, where a dog brings down a helicopter?
3: Right. But it- w-
4: and apparently there is. Apparently it does, actually. How? <laughs> sort of, sort of Megashock style. Using <laughs> physics and the Geneva Convention.
2: <laughs> and you, you surely shouldn't be allowed to fly the helicopter unless you've passed some no, kind of Or <laughs> test. unless
3: you're a dog. I don't. Is that what the RSPCA would be campaigning for? Dogs to fly helicopters?
5: If they're properly trained, I imagine so.
3: Battlefield maker Dice has issued an open invitation to the world to collectively slap the company. The developer said, "We shipped Battlefield 3, which we should be slapped for, with probably the worst setups ever. With these setups, new players to the game would find it hard to progress. Luckily, they've learned their lesson for Battlefield 4. Next week, Rockstar apologizes for GTA 5 Online and asks for a cream pie in the face.
2: They made a mistake, but this time they'll do better. Who does that
4: sound like?" Is that us? an EA studio by any chance? It is, yeah. No, it's normally Konami that do that with Pro Evolution Soccer, isn't it? Where they go, uh, right. I've always found that the uh, the advertising for the latest Pro Evolution Soccer is a list of apologies for the previous version. <laughs> with more licensed teams, more physics, etc. Uh, but still, I, I I mean, honest of them to say so, I guess. Mm-hmm. What, actually, what they've not said is that they haven't said it was a bad game. They've just said that uh, the setup was wrong. What do they mean by setup, Anne?
3: Um, so. Uh, things in it that make it work. The, that, just the way that it's been set up. Oh, set. For that. The initial setup. I see. So from the beginning, the setup was wrong.
2: Right. Okay. So yeah, what the, did they do?
3: But um, some not some poor uh, setup.
2: Okay, and then they rem- remedied the
3: by doing better with the setup. Okay. <laughs> 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 and finally, singers Mark Pinkus has announced that he is bored with all games speaking at a thing in Israel the casual game company's co-founder explained that he hadn't been obsessed with the game since Farmville or Cityville saying I want that addiction again the poor love this is clearly a cry for help if we get the intervention banner out will someone make an intervention cake
2: that sounds like an awesome childish thing to say doesn't it
5: oh, i'm bored wait he's bored of game yeah them. he hasn't been
3: ad- he hasn't been uh, addicted to games
5: since the previous w- since ones that he did earlier or his company did earlier right yes. and yet he's made a half a dozen sequels in exactly the same style maybe there's a clue there right <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah why would he say this Anne um, I think what was his point
3: maybe he uh, is trying to explain that those games were brilliant and people should want to play them and they shouldn't be bored by them they should just want them to be better
5: how is Inga doing these days Nicholas terribly. Mm. They made a whole bunch of games which were really, really interesting and did something new for all of you'd never played games before and then they did the same thing again and again and again until everybody got bored including the founder. Is there any hope for them? Well, the original plan was to go, when people get bored with doing the same repetitive thing over and over again, you bribe them. And um, (laughs) Mm. and they were going to uh, go into real money gambling. But now Don Matrick has joined them from EA and then Xbox and has now joined and said, no, we're not going to do gambling, we're just going to make better games. So there is hope. It's a platform with hundreds of millions of people playing on it. It would be nice if there were proper games. I think the
3: worst thing that he said is, what he likes about games is being addicted to them, which mm. is it's not great. Mm. Why can't you just have a nice time without being addicted to something? Hey, if you take some some drinks once or twice and that and that and you have a nice time, that's fine. As soon as you get addicted, that's a problem.
2: That leads to the wine fair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne.
0: One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury.
1: Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The main story this week is that the government of the local Sim City is still in shutdown. This means that Sims working in government run facilities such as Parks and Recreation, Taxes, or the Always Online DRM Mines have had to immediately quit without saving. A spokesman for the government says that they hope to have a solution soon, but they've looked on GameFAQs and there isn't anything on there, so it may take some time. And also, it's congratulations to the newsroom's own and Scantlebury on making 200 episodes. Well done, Anne, and here's to 200 more. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. <laughs>
2: This is Clam, Heart of Gold. As with all of our music, it's taken from the brilliantchipmusic.org. You should go there immediately. Not immediately, actually. You're doing something right now. You're exactly. listening to us, and it's our 200th episode. 200th episode. 200. What was your favourite one? Of all the episodes, yeah. I, this one, Simon. Really? This one, right? Okay. What about you?
4: <sighs> it's difficult to say, isn't it? I don't actually remember many of them. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> try me to get a new name? Do you remember the time I forgot about Ian Lee?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I said I, I the other week, not long ago, I was like, we should really book Ian Lee. You were like, we, we actually did. On, we, yeah. I was like, that didn't happen. Been on. but it did. Yeah. So let's say that episode. Okay. That's my, my favourite. Good. I don't know. We've had some, we've had some exceptional guests. Although I would say. Few as exceptional as the one we've got today. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna be talking to him in a second, aren't we? We are, but we've got one of our features. We've got a couple of special features. For our special features, very special Aww. features. Come up today. This is special, but not for a two hundredth, you know, related reason. This is just special because it's Kara and it's her electric dreams.
6: I'm Cara Ellison, and welcome to Electric Dreams, a section of One Life Left, where I write a lonely hearts ad for a video game character, put it on the internet, and then see what I can learn from the replies. From this I hope to gauge which game characters have the most attractive traits. This week I put up an ad writing as a gender-neutral Anita Sarkeesian watching Mario. I'm a Japanese expat looking for a relationship after my last few long-term loves led me on for a number of years. Because of that, I'm now into the capable, independent type. Someone who likes Italian food, maybe a bit of parkour. I'd like to date someone who isn't high maintenance or needy. Someone who can look after themselves. I'm really into tennis and golf, but though I'm totally into being active, it's not really for vanity purposes, more fun. A cool trivia fact, I earned a 2008 Guinness World Record. Get in touch if you'd like to go on a date. Tune in later if you'd like to find out what I learned.
4: My uh, my wife came up with an alternate name for the, for that feature. Okay. Plenty of Phil Fish. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Or, or OK Qbert. It's good. Are we allowed to talk about Phil Fish these days? Cause he's out of game, isn't left. he? He's left. We he can't is talk about it anymore. So that's why you're here, Nicholas Lovell. I had a Phil Fish update. <laughs>
5: <laughs> how, I can't, how is I can't he? talk about him. He's left. He's left the industry. Scared scared which is a shame he scared him off
4: being nasty. Which is a shame because he could have learnt something about the industry, couldn't he? With this book in my, I, I'm holding in my hand. Uh, the Curve, Nicholas Lovell. From Freeloaders into Superfans. The Future of Business. Yes. What does that mean,
5: then? Uh, well, it means lots of things, but the um, it's not just about games. I know I'm on a game show. There are lots of games in there. It's OK. It is about games. But it's also about music and about books and about art and about how when 3D printing becomes real, people will be pirating lemon squeezes in the same way they pirate MP3s Disgusting, and what you do about it? it. Disgusting. No, will it's there, fine. Will, it's going to happen.
4: It's great. Will there be a Spotify for lemon squeezes? <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, well, it's called Thingify. No, it's called, it's called Thingiverse. Right. And it's already there. And you can go on there and you can download kind of... I mean, it's still at the very geek end. You can download little sketches of physical objects like rubber ducks right. and personalised keyrings, and print them out on your make-a-bottle rep rat, which costs you $2,000 and produces something slightly rubbish in 24 hours. Oh. But eventually that will become I'll mainstream. just go and buy some lemon juice. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a lot cheaper and a lot quicker. Chapter one, the curve then. So what's this about? So the, the basic idea is that when something becomes digital, it becomes really easy to share it, whether or not that's legally or illegally. And when that happens, people like Mark Pincus figure out how to give stuff away for free and they also figure out... How to make lots of money from it? I mean, Mark Pincus, in his case, made most of his money by selling shares to investors. Um, but companies like Supercell, with um, uh, with both Clash of Clans and Heyday, the king with um, Candy Crush Saga, Candy Crush Saga is making two hundred million dollars for a match three game that is incredibly popular and basically involves buying lives right that is the future so chapter one the curve where you so what is the curve so the curve is this idea that you um you start by finding an audience and the easiest way to find an audience is to give stuff away for free that's not new radio has been doing that for a very long time thanks very much we you, would
4: charge for it if we were
5: able <laughs> <laughs> you then start building a one-to-one relationship with that audience because the web allows you to do that to talk to them directly so be able to know the names of your listeners we, we've Ooh. done that we have one you have one listener <laughs> whose name you know. Yeah. Yep. Is that your only listener? Do they listen to it hundreds and thousands of times on uh, podcast on repeat? Just once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, exactly.
3: One listener, one time, so, one life
4: left. So you have uh, direct conversations with them and then...
5: And then you start figuring out how to let some people who will never give you any money just not worry about it, they don't give you any money. And some people who like it a bit will give you a pound or 20 pounds and some people eventually will spend thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds on things they really value. So it seems to us, it seems to me that the stage that we're missing is getting people to like us a bit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then it will follow. It's, it's, yeah, and the, the other important thing is that it's that phrase of value, we tend to think that value is content but content is becoming, there's more content than we can ever possibly assume, uh, consume it's about how that content makes you feel And that becomes a really strange thing. It's like um, a book is content and it's an access device, but it's also a status device. You put it on your shelf. You say, look, I'm the kind of person who reads, I'm going to show my age here, Anne McCafferty or Tom Clancy. Right. You put it on your shelf and say, look, I'm a Tom Clancy reader, I'm a Terry Pratchett reader. Um, Or you um, go to special gigs, you wear concerts, you don't do those things. You go to gigs, you wear T-shirts, you listen to concerts, you buy the special edition. And none of those things are particularly about the music themselves. They're about the experience, about what it says to you, about you, to other people. And the curve basically says you'll only sell stuff if you can do it within a social context. Right. Isn't
4: it, isn't it, isn't it a bit late to be thinking about doing this from scratch now?
5: D- or, or, or not? It, well, it depends on which industry you're in. So because you're in games absolutely it's late okay. because games are we're way ahead. We're making, you know, music has, in 1999 the music industry was a 14 billion industry, annually recorded music. In 2009 it was a 6.3 billion. Um, they'd fallen over 8 billion um, in that time, which is not 8, million, 8 billion a year. At the end of that period, they're making 8 billion a year less than they had at the start of that period. Right. Meanwhile, games, while um, in terms of consoles, we were at our peak in 2008, we've got businesses like Puzzle and, Puzzles and Dragons out of Japan making a billion dollars a year. Candy Crush is going to make 200, 250 million dollars this year. The games business is way ahead. Books, this hasn't really happened to yet. Movies, this hasn't happened to. Telly, this hasn't happened to. Is it, is, it, is it likely to happen to? Oh, them? I think it's inevitable. Okay. But the, the thing that happened with games wasn't piracy happened to games was that other people figured out how to give stuff away for free and make more money and that's the real threat it's not a whole bunch of your listeners suddenly deciding not to pay for stuff people still pay for stuff they will they, they,
2: they do do that <laughs> if they can if they is can
4: it, get away with it, is it exactly our listeners. Like, yeah. but but I, I, is, it, is it a good thing because from it seems now that you have individuals like you just named um who are making huge amounts of money, and then there's no in-between anymore. It seems that there isn't an in-between, or it's very difficult to to make any sort of impact? You know? uh,
5: not, not quite. So the big are getting bigger, absolutely. And whether or not that's those people or whether or not that's you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 reaching a billion dollars in retail sales in three days flat faster than anything else. The middle are getting squeezed. THQ dies. Um, but the niche is thriving more than ever before. The indie scene wouldn't be so successful if it weren't for not necessarily this pricing model, but this communications model, whether or not it's Twitter, whether it's Kickstarter, whether it's Steam communities, whether or not it's uh, different places, Reddit, where you can find an audience. That's enabling people like Mike Bithell to go and Create a game which spreads by viral word of mouth. He'd never been able to get his game bought by anybody right. in this pre-world. Whoa. So the big get bigger, the small, the niche become more viable, provided they have a variable pricing model or get lucky. The middle, they're totally stuffed. That's what happened to THQ.
4: Where did Bethel begin? Here. What happened to him? He's an indie superstar. There you go. Exactly. Write a book. <laughs> you can write a book. <laughs> so is this a good... I mean, you've been in and around the games industry for a long time. Is, it, is this a good thing, do you think, what's happening now?
5: Yes, I absolutely. Because I
4: see you argue with people on Twitter about it, particularly some of the uh, uh, British gaming uh, is uh, fiercely against free to play.
5: Yes. Well, I'm uh, so in the the curve. I mean, I'm, I'm very well known for talking about free to play. I think free to play is brilliant, but the curve isn't necessarily about free. The curve is about allowing people who love what you do to spend lots of money. So that might just be a paid model with special editions and with uh, signed Mike Bithel memorabilia. Um, but the uh, I do see that the dual criticisms that initial free to play design. Was very psychologically led. That was the stuff we were talking about with Zynga earlier. It's often called operant conditioning or skinner boxes and it's the same techniques used. But that's still going on isn't it? That is still going on but we're in the early, from that point of view um, it is still going on. Skinner box techniques get less strong over time as people wise up to them but more than that it was the early days, free to play is the early days of a transition of medium very similar to the transition from film to television. So AAA games are films, they still have a place Um, free to play games are television, they are accessible, they're played by uh, amongst my uh, circle, Candy Crush Saga is played overwhelmingly by mothers of small children um, and if you ever travel through an airport and see somebody yeah. playing Candy Crush Saga it's nearly always a mother of children who, whenever I've seen right. people play it. That's an audience we have never played before and we're just in the really early days, we're like the 50s, we've got, you know, we haven't even got to um, We Love Lucy let alone The Wire or um, Breaking Bad yet.
4: It is interesting that like my son, whenever he plays uh, games which are invariably free on the iPad, he knows now to he knows now to push the cross to not Mm-hmm. will take him. So I guess that that um, that audience, which has never played games before, is, is actually is, it, it's uh, a, a, a being taught to, to not to buy an app. So how do we, how, how do you? How are you going to sell to my son?
5: Uh, I'm not. I can't. I have to sell to you. And that, okay. that is a really tricky problem, right. because I don't know how old your son is. He's five. five. Yeah, mine, mine's nearly five. Okay. And um, we don't sell to children. I mean, that's not entirely ethical. No, sorry, we, but we sell uh, to parents.
4: No, no, no. And I completely, Yeah, uh, no, I absolutely um, uh, accept that. But what I mean is that if, if, if all they've ever done is, is push no, if, all, if, that's, if they've been taught that by their parents mm. to go, well, I, actually, I, I don't think that, they've ne- that they necessarily understand that not to buy stuff, but they know that often, ticking... The, Pushing that button will open up a browser, will take them away from the game, which yep. is why they're not doing it. Um, h- how do you then, you know, when they're old enough to make those choices and old enough to have their, 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 their own money, will they, uh, how do you encourage them away from that nap, which, which will by then be natural, behavior. Yeah,
5: yeah. Well, I think one of the first things is to say that the objective of the curve is not to make all to spend money. There are a whole bunch of freeloaders who'll be freeloaders forever, and they're very important. You can't um, uh, you can't show off, you can't express yourself unless there's a bunch of people watching. And so the freeloaders, like your son in the game, are <laughs> <So> there. <laughs> uh, are there. Oh, he's sponger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does exactly. really like free it? Freeloaders will become a positive word. Freeloaders, right. although I tend to call them gawkers, which is um, okay. uh, a gawker is somebody who's uh, people don't buy Ferraris not to be seen by other people. It's really important when you're driving a Ferrari. I mean, there's a reason why they have that low throaty hum and right. that bright red or bright yellow, so that people's heads turn when they go past. That gawking is an important part of the ownership of the Ferrari. Your son, as a freeloader, separately we'll talk about whether or not he spends money, he has real value to provide the context in which somebody goes, there's lots of people playing and I'm the supreme overlord of this game. Um, In a game like Clash of Clans, people are spending money to be uh, competitive. In a game like um, Candy Crush Saga, uh, people are spending money to uh, give each other stuff. In games like League of Legends and World of Tanks, my favourite story, which may not be true. I'm going to say that now, but it's World of Of tanks. The, the biggest World of Tanks whale is a Russian oligarch who has a team of five World of Tanks bodyguards who are paid full-time to play World of Tanks, have all the best kits, so that whenever he chooses to play World of Tanks, he just walks in and they screen him. So he can go around shooting anything he likes at no risk of being killed, <laughs> and they protect him. And that's you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, both into the game and in those salaries of those people. That may not be true, but it's my yeah, favourite it um, fan story.
2: Isn't that wrecking the game for everybody else?
5: Uh, it... I think there are risks. I think there are risks that if one person can just throw money in and break the game, then you have a real, a real problem. And there is no doubt that there are different ways in which people think of level playing field. So some people think level playing field is um, within the rules of the game. You pay one price. There is no way around that, and that's the system. Others, in the context of, let's say, a game like Candy Crush Saga, the primary process in Candy Crush Saga is can you play for longer? I mean, that's the primary mm-hmm. process. There are elements of competition. It's absolutely the case that there are elements of competition, um, but seventy percent of people who have finished Candy Crush—anybody here have past level two hundred eight? Nope, no, that's just me. Hooray! <laughs> well done. Um, so, um, uh, but seventy percent of people who finished Candy Crush, which is past level four hundred levels, have never spent any money on the game at all. So there's different ways of experiencing it. The thing you say about um, uh, doesn't that break games? I think that is a real risk. I mm. think I don't think that pay to win is as much of an issue as a small minority of vocal hardcore players shout about. I also think it's inevitable, but I think that you can make the consequences of pay-to-win very limited and you can make them outside the core gameplay experience Hasn't pay-to-win always existed in some respect because people
2: buy the guide to the game on launch day and that expedites their process through the game More
4: coins to continue
5: Mm. It absolutely has. Yep. My, my favourite psychological manipulation was when you shifted from single-player insert more coins to double-player, the kind of um, double-dragon gauntlet time crisis, where it used to be insert more coins to continue, and it was now insert more coins, or your friend does, <laughs> which <laughs> totally changes the psychological environment.
4: Excellent. I've got a final question, because um, I was reading today about uh, Gree. Now, um, what seems to be happening in the free-to-play world is that you have these stars that, that, mm. that shine very, very, very brightly, and everybody talks about them and they're making loads and loads of money, and then in a click of a finger, they're shutting down and. layer, people off. What's 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 going wrong with those guys?
5: Uh, specifically Gree, I haven't... I mean, their Puzzles and Dragons was huge. Gree was trying to become a platform that sat on top of a platform, so they were the, the social network layer which sat on top of Android or iOS, which was confusing and complex for developers, and people didn't particularly want that if they could get around it. But the broader point is that we're going through a period of massive and rapid change. We've basically been making games the same way and making money from them the same way since since we stopped the arcade being the primary model so 20 plus years Mm -hmm. now with the sudden change in technology games is at the forefront of this changing period music and books and TV are just sticking their fingers in the ears and going la la it's not changing games we love technology as an industry we're not afraid of it There's pretty well nobody at the top of a games business who wasn't an entrepreneur at the beginning. Bobby Kotick, for whatever you might think about him, was a very successful entrepreneur. So what's happening is that as the games industry is reacting to these technology and business model shifts, new people are coming around and disrupting the old ones faster than faster than in any other industry. Eventually, it will settle down. So instead of these being bright stars, there will be sustainable businesses. But for the, at the moment, you still have Zynga being huge and then King being huge. They've apparently filed to go public in the US with a rumoured valuation of $5 billion, although nobody will confirm that. So, um, and that's on the strength of Candy Crush Saga and Pet Something Saga. Um, so there are, um, And then their star will pass and somebody else will, right. will come on.
4: Maybe it'll be us. Maybe it'll be us. Well, What's if your we, game? Particularly if we read this book.
5: Uh, so it's called The Curve. Where, where can we buy it from? Uh, you can buy it from Amazon. You can buy it from uh, iBookstores. You can buy it from Waterstind, all good book retailers. Excellent. There is a free companion book. You don't have to pay for that. It's not an extract. It's a different book, 10,000 words. Right, wow. Um, when we realised that we couldn't just give away an excerpt because I say that that doesn't work and I have to therefore <laughs> write a free ebook at short notice to um, give it away. Um, uh, so you can get the free e-books. Just Google my name uh, and um, and free, and you'll find something from there.
4: Excellent stuff. OK, that's brilliant. So it's out now. It's called The Curve. Uh, I'm very much looking forward Thanks for coming Nicholas. Thank you.
1: Phew, 200 years of one life left. God, it seems like just yesterday I met Cyril Arlette and Simeone and worked with them to create arguably the best video games podcast and radio show ever made. Back at the start, before all the awards, the adulation, the fast cars, the complimentary bags of peanut M&Ms in the pre-show green room. It's hard to remember the early days broadcasting from a fishing boat parked in Peter Molyneux's private lake, just south of Leamington Spa. Great days, great people. But I guess the most important guys out there are you guys, the audience. As we've watched the listening figures spiral into the literally tens of people, I want to say a special thank you to all of you. So I have, basically individually mailed each and every one of you. What better way to celebrate the 200th episode of One Life Left than with a Do You Inverts classic? Well, there are many ways. Fireworks, Display, Street Parade, but we're going to do a Do Inverts song. So here's a slightly shorter version and slightly less misogynistic version of a song that touched Kieran Gillen, but not in that way.
0: As I sat on the sofa reading edge magazine, you turned off his standards and he turned to me. We'd been married fifteen years or more. And you took my hand, cast and your. You asked me if I loved you, yeah. I said, Babe, I love you forever. Looked at me defiantly then and said, What you give me?
5: Sick.
2: Email, messages, and forward One Life letters. How did we do on the letters front this week, Simon?
5: Doing
4: alright. Um, you know, you can never have too many letters, can you? You can't. Although we've not found that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Dear Shepherd Garrison
2: Tally writes Duncan, regular correspondence, Today I introduced Edison to the Civilization 5 DLC, Brave New World. He at once likes it because he enjoys watching workers construct farms and mines and whatnot, and dislikes it because it's one of Daddy's map games. We begin a new map with random leaders. He's the Celts, I'm Attila the Hun. Sorry, kiddo, your plan of let's be friends won't wash now. My special ability is destroying cities faster, so that's what I'm going to do. Eddie does intuitively pick up basic tactics using his Pictish, war- Pictish warriors to defend his workers. I enthusiastically describe what buildings do well Eddie, a barracks is a sort of house where your warriors live and make them better, and that makes them better at fighting. He enthusiastically makes his own decision on how to direct his sieve. I can see this being a good educational tool, but also a source of tears when my Hunnic horn overwhelms the schoolboy tactics of his pathetic army. <laughs> With Diplomacy, Duncan.
5: Thanks, Duncan. Nicholas. So, dear Simon, Steve Ann and tonight's super special guest, which I guess is me. It is. Con- this is from Steve Owen. Um, congratulations on reaching 200 episodes. Oh. We would have thought it'd still be interesting enough after all this time? <laughs> I thought such a momentous occasion would be a good time to do some analysis. I've put all of the reviews you've done into a spreadsheet, and the results are fascinating. Did you know that the average score of over 700 views is exactly seven? Wow! wow. Even more interesting, the very first score you gave was seven out of ten. Huh. The last review from last week's episode was also seven, and the very middle review in episode 100 was also seven. Wow! What, what um, are the chances? Amazingly, the seventh review got a score of seven, as did the 77th. <laughs> what? That's, That's
7: incredible!
5: incredible. Well, Thanks, obviously, Steve. I can't know what scores tonight's schedule will to receive, so it's possible this mathematical symmetry won't last. Right. I oh, guess we'll, yes, we'll it see, won't funny. we? Thanks, Steve. Thank you. I hadn't noticed.
3: Uh, an open letter to Team OLL, or if it needs to be addressed to one of you, Simon? Yes. Uh, when I was about eight, I was told off in school for saying that the incredible Crash Test Dummies uh, game on the NES was amazing. I was told in no uncertain terms that a sunset was amazing, that the creatures created by God were amazing, <laughs> that the wonders of space were amazing. A computer game could never be amazing. The teacher shrieked into my tiny confused face. Stop devaluing the language and learn to use words properly. OLL at 200. This is amazing. Thanks for being the best. The line from the Marconi goes through the test match special and terminates in a shower of glitter and joy at your feet. Here's to 200 more. (laughs) Tom, P.S. Please don't let the radio podcast Eurogamer baiting industry make you feel like you need to sit on a demolition ball and lick hammers. <laughs> Interesting.
4: Wow. That was down for uh, discussion at the programme. Make it, make <laughs> it, make yeah. it seeming. Um, I, bet, I bet Tom's teacher's on Twitter now.
3: <laughs> Just
4: uh, being a pedant. Um, right, uh, my favourite letter of the week, though, was from Kat Stevens, who says... Uh, and it's surprising it's my favourite because it does contain an error. She says, hey, team O-O-L.
3: People do that a they lot They do that don't they they? Lot. I, I think it's, it's a joke, Steve I think it's a good joke Teen Well awards. done, guys Good joke Okay,
4: she says a Happy 200th episode Loving the new series And then she puts a qualifier So far
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Just keep you on your game Yeah, that's right, okay oh, no. uh, She writes Here are my answers For this week's quiz uh, Question number one Is Fez, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two uh, Jonathan Ross in Fable 3 She's right, of course Our uh, answer to question three Is uh, Fairlight or Batman Brackets Ocean on the Spectrum? because she's wrong because uh, the answer to question three is that the odd one out is of course Peter Molyneux mm. uh, thanks for trying uh, she asked what do I win well you didn't get them correct but uh, thanks for entering. yeah thank you Kat thanks uh, and thanks for everybody who's written to us over these 200 episodes thank you so much you. keep yeah. it up the 200 of you who, <laughs> <laughs> who bothered
2: <laughs> but if you want to write to One Life Left or One, one Left oh, well, 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 well. Uh, you can do by emailing
3: team at onelifelift.com
2: Something quite special now. Yeah? Not that the episode hasn't been special all the way through, but it wouldn't really, really be a celebration without Derek Williams.
7: Happy 200th birthday, one night left. Actually, it doesn't really count as a birthday, does it? It's episode 200. Anyway, that's good going by anyone's book. Yes, I know I said I'd stop doing this, but I had to contribute as a celebration of episode 200. I would have thought OLL would still have been going after all this time. It's just as good as ever. I'm still listening even though I'm not contributing regularly. How are things going on the market? Pretty terrible on the game side of things, I have to admit. And I've basically been squeezed out of the video game market by the 10 million other shops in the area. But yet I still find ways to survive. I buy more than I sell on the store frequently making my money by trading with cex which just goes to show something though i'm not quite sure what if i have a main market of games now it's probably on retro games other shops tend to concentrate on the brand new releases ps1 and ps2 is where it's really at Oh, and something else I thought I'd announce is that I fancy doing another One Life Left presents Music to Play Games by CD. There's just about enough money built up in the Amazon account to do another. I do keep selling CDs every few weeks. So if anyone wants to be part of it, get in touch. I'm Derek me on Twitter and there's Free Market Economy page on Facebook. Some people click like on that thinking it's the page about the free market system. Silly people. A bit like those people who bought shares in bankrupt company Twitter instead of Twitter. Oh, and I'm meant to be the chart correspondent, aren't I? Well, GTA's at the top of the charts, obviously. Alright, goodbye again. Obviously, this is just the start of my first farewell tour. Well done, One Life Left, you're brilliant. I'm Derek Williams, and this has been my 200th Market Economy. Thanks, Derek. Oh, Derek, oh,
0: missed you. Good time, you. Back. Good good to time. Have
4: you back. Let's make it to our 200th episode every week. <laughs> yeah. Derek's going to keep doing it, and uh, the do you invert to, but yeah. We're having such a nice
0: time.
2: Me too. This is Shintaro Music. Interesting. Derek's launching another One Life Left CD. Probably so. Yeah.
4: Is he paying us for licensing? For licensing the name.
2: I guess, so, unless he's doing it under the One One Life brand. Oh uh-huh, yeah, he's got that. One One Left. Who knows? Uh, we should put on another gig, shouldn't we? Sometime. That was yeah. that was one of the good things
4: we've done in the last two hundred episodes. A gig <laughs> at Nottingham. Oh Go well, see. yes, yeah. That, that, yes, that was good. That was the that, uh, that was the night I DJed. Well, we all DJ'd didn't we? Derek I, played. Derek played. Saber Pulse played. Yeah. And um, who was the other, the other the other guy? Well, with the Amigas. Well, interesting you bring that up. Thanks. Well,
2: because you... he has provided the um, soundtrack for Fist of Awesome, Brendan. Oh, has he? Yes, and that, I think that has been submitted today. So, right. Uh, so all of you who. Want to play a good iOS game? I think That was kickstarted. Yeah, uh, go and go and look up Fist of Awesome. By the time the podcast is out on Wednesdays,
4: you should be able to buy it. Are we doing a Christmas party this year? We are. Let's announce it, shall we? Okay, yeah. We're doing a We're doing a
3: Christmas, f- a Christmas party this year.
4: What? What? Uh, should we do at the same place as last yeah, time? I think so. Yeah. Shall we? Are we going to do it with the same people or not? We're going to go alone or with regular features. Well, they, You're throwing a Halloween oh, no, party. It's exactly.
3: It's fine. We're away. We're out of the county.
4: <laughs> Did they ask us then?
3: No. They asked us if we wanted to go. <laughs> Did they? And that's it? Yeah. No, I think... Is, I... That, is that all that they no, asked? No, no, no,
2: no, no, they, no. They asked
4: me. No, I was, I was doing a joke about them asking Am something. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> is that all? Is that all they asked you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. We've got quarter of an hour left for our 200th episode. Shall we do the reviews now? Or shall we do... Another feature. What do you want, Simon? Let's go to. The, let's get the, the reviews done. What are you gonna do?
4: I'm going to do Inazuma 11 Ooh. on the 3DS.
2: You uh, you trailed this on Twitter, didn't you, earlier so today? So angry. You seem furious.
4: Really furious. It's the worst game I've played on 3DS. Wow, really? I know. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about it. And, that, I, and I've spent money in the eShop. <laughs> so how can that be? Um, tell, us, tell us what's so bad about it. Oh, it's it. just... Wow. It's, I really loved the first game on 3DS and was so excited about getting... Uh, sorry, on DS. I'm so excited about getting what this. What is this game? What was so the it's first foo- one? It's a Japanese football role-playing game okay. where you are a boy and you have visions of your dead granddad, and you go around um, forming a team and then playing other people in um, s- uh, football matches. And so, that sounds so, harrowing. Yeah, and uh, well, it is harrowing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why in a second. But uh, so um, the formula is sort of R- R- RPG world, and then whereas you'd have battles in. Things like Final Fantasy; these are me football matches and stuff with objectives like score the first goal or score within a certain amount of time. or the rest. Of it. I really, really enjoyed the first game. So excited about this one. Got it in, and I know a lot of people play on. The, uh, don't switch their 3D off on their 3DS, don't they? Mm. A lot of people do. I'm not one of those people. I love 3D, love it, and um, loaded up uh, in a Zoomer Eleven 3DS, and uh, they've got so the the 3D is the, is the is the sort of top-down map bit. So mm-hmm. the game is not in 3D for most of what you're looking at. it. It's just got, just using a, you know, the bit where it shows a little dot where you are in the in the game world. That's mm-hmm. in sort of 3D which, which does make your eyes hurt. Everything else is uh, in 2D until it swaps to the battles and all the rest of it. But it's just not making the most of this and so I was a bit angry about that. And then because it's the third series in the game but they're not confident enough to go... Oh, sorry, I think it's the third. But they're not confident to go, hey, guys, you know what's going on here. You've got to go through a protracted tutorial, which is full of uh, exposition and cut scenes and and non... And and then I just got to the point where it made me... You have to go around and introduce yourself to all the characters that you've met before. I'll give you a quick recap. And uh, I got one ball in. I was just... It's just tedious for the okay. twenty minutes. I'm so angry. I went to Computer Exchange this lunchtime and sold it to them at a loss. Really? Sold it for mm. ten pounds. So you didn't even get? Did you get into the game proper, or did you get bored? I played of it one battle um, and then realised that I, I wasn't. I hadn't got anywhere in about forty minutes, and I thought I can't be bothered with this. i okay. I lost fifteen pounds. I it. bought it from Amazon. Straight to Computer Exchange. Huh. It's there now. If you want it, <laughs> they gave me ten pounds cash for it. Or Fourteen exchange couldn't see anything i wanted so i said 10 pound cash wow. which i'm going to spend on drugs <laughs>
3: <laughs> harrowing
4: yeah yeah really bad really really disappointed uh seven out of ten a furious seven and i've
3: been playing the uh made in chelsea game on the iphone made in chelsea for those that don't know is like it's a structured reality television program okay um Uh, For the Americans, it's kind of like The Hills. It's basically a load of posh people walking around Chelsea, (laughs) Mm -hmm. being like, oh, darling. (laughs) Um, And they've got a game out, which, if you like Made in Chelsea, it's got like the characters all have their own little characters. Um, And it's got their voices on it. And uh, so basically, the aim is uh, you're starting off as a nobody. And you have to get uh, loads of Twitter followers. You have to uh, get... Up in wait, the social wait, circles. Wait, go. So,
2: I've got, I've got a joke, it. and I think it works. Oh, so no. would have worked better okay, at the start of this, this, right. this bit. But um, so, say you're reviewing the made of made in Chelsea game. Yeah, go, I'm,
3: go I'm reviewing the made in Chelsea game.
2: Is it an arg? I don't get it. Well, you see, Arg is a character in Man Chelsea, isn't he?
3: No, Arge is in um, the only way is Essex. For goodness' sake, Steve, come on! Oh, get so
5: out, close. Chelsea get Essex. Essex. So, so close. close, so close, so close. Oh. And
3: they don't have a game.
5: Okay, what's character
2: in the uh, in Man Chelsea?
3: Um, Spencer.
2: Okay, let, let me just brainstorm. You okay. <laughs>
3: um, So yeah, so you are trying to become more popular. Um, one of the characters, Binky, leads you around from place to place and introduces you to people, gets, uh, gives you their numbers so that you can go out on dates with them. Um, at the beginning of it, you have to pick your own name, and this is my favourite thing to do in games because actually, Steve taught me this. Always role play a game if you get to pick a character name, role play, and because uh, we went to see um, Macbeth. At the Globe, I decided to role play as Lady Macbeth, which actually <laughs> works out because the first person I went on a date with is Jamie. Now Jamie has a rivalry with Spencer, but they're also best friends. Okay. Uh, Spencer thinks he's the king of Chelsea. Um, so what I was doing was dating Jamie secretly while publicly being all around Spencer and like making everyone think that I liked him. I was either gonna dump him or murder him. I didn't get to the point where I could find out if there was a murder function in the game. It seemed unlikely. <laughs> uh, so to. To get, uh, you can buy more diamonds to get more stuff, and buy Twitter. You can buy Twitter followers in it. Um, and if you don't want to buy them with actual money, then you can uh, go around kissing people. So I decided to kiss people for money. How did that go? Uh, really well. Got loads of Twitter followers, um, and I became very popular. I would give this game seven out of ten.
2: Excellent. Um, I'm really struggling with that game. Yeah. Does
4: it? Um, does it uh, put? Notifications on your phone when you turn it off?
3: Um no no?
4: So there's nothing that goes on the Ollie Lock
5: screen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is a character. Well, done, well Simon. done Simon. Well done Simon.
5: Okay, Nicholas. Uh, I've got two games so I'll be quick That's FTL perfect. not exactly a new game but uh, faster than life it was kickstarted about a year ago I was disturbed to discover I'm 110 hours in now Wow on, um, and you haven't finished uh, it on that game I have finished it I've unlocked um, I'm quite a completist so I've got all the achievements but two I've got two um, ships to unlock the Mantis and the, uh, the Zoltan and the Crystal so three ships I can't count um, so that one's that one's a game which I'm really enjoying 7 out of 10 and then the new Nimblebit game uh, is out this week Pocket Trains so I was a massive Massive fan of Tiny Tower, 196 floors, everyone wow. in their dream jobs. Um, massive fan of Pocket Planes. Pocket Trains, I've only been playing for a day, but it's a little bit slow. It's a little uh, bit slow. I mean, so. trains
3: are slower than planes. Trains are slower than <laughs> planes, uh, planes 0. and 0. it shows,
5: and yeah. it shows. And, um, so FTL, 7 out of 10, Pocket I Planes, 7
4: out of 10. I find uh, FTL incredibly difficult. You Incredib- obviously don't have a st- strategic
5: brain.
2: Have
4: you played it on the easy setting? What happens is I turn it on and then and things go on fire and everybody
5: dies. <laughs> like, is that fun? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound very fun. No, it does not. Did you know there was a pause button? No. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the problem. You're supposed to pause and think. Maybe okay. that's where it Maybe that's where okay. it goes wrong. Right. I didn't know. Thanks for that. T- so
4: t- tips t- as well. Uh, Steve? I haven't played anything this week.
3: Again? Did I not play no, something last I, week? No, no I it's didn't almost know. like you don't I'm care sorry, I, I 200 I and you've lost interest. No, I, actually... Are you bored no, of games? That's not yeah. true.
2: I have been playing a game. Do you
3: want to get addicted to something? Uh, no,
2: I have been playing a game. Um, it is called Flow Free Bridges. That sounds uh, catchy. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it's. I think it might be published by the same people who do Stick Golf 2. And it's a very, very simple. Uh, it's a very, very simple game, puzzle game, where you have to make uh, shapes. Sure, no. that sounds plausible. I'm, I'm describing this badly because I haven't had chances to chance to prep. Okay, go. I'm still thinking of the main Chelsea joke. <laughs> so, it's called Flow Free Bridges. I think it's actually just called Bridges. Maybe even you can find it on Android Free. The idea is on a grid, which can be various shapes. I am up to fourteen by fourteen at the moment various sizes. You have two points okay, and you have to join them up with a line. Easy. Easy. But then they get more and more points on the thing and the lines have to intertwine and sometimes they have to overlap over bridges. Hence Ah, the name. I see. Anyway, I've been playing that for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours with no exaggeration except for some exaggeration because I don't think I've even been alive that long. But I have been playing it for a very, very long time and I haven't bought a thing. And you know what that makes me? Freeloader, A gawker. My son.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's the the revelation at the end of episode 200.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I give it 7 out of 10.
6: Welcome back to Electric Dreams. So the replies to my Mario lonely hearts mostly revolved around wondering what on earth Guinness World Record Mario had got, which is one he got for just being Mario, as far as I can tell. Although someone didn't quite get what I meant. What did you get Guinness in 2008 for? I, uh, I don't... Uh... Moving on. Playing terrace was a bit of a pull for Mario too. It seems a lot of flirting can be done over tennis court as Peach and Mario have proved over the years. Requests to play tennis together were actually very endearing. Sadly, no one liked parkour. But the biggest problem was that someone was outraged that I had used a picture of Cara Ellison on my profile and flagged the ad for removal. I can't even put my own picture on my own Lonely Hearts ad. So I got Jim Sterling from Destructoid to put a wig on and take a picture of himself for an ad of Minx from Quake 3 with the tagline, I've been told I'm good enough to die for It was also abruptly flagged for removal I assume it's because Jim's face Was much too beautiful for London singles In conclusion I am too well known to be dated And Jim Sterling is too attractive Tune in next week for more Electric Dreams shenanigans
2: Thanks Kara. If you've got any suggestions for video game characters You would like Kara to be For her profiles uh, Please email
3: Team@1ff.com.
2: We have got about four minutes left of
3: four Precious Minutes
2: Four Precious Minutes of One Life Left, episode 200 We could have solved this for prime time, couldn't we? <laughs> uh, we should spend it in silence Yep. Four minutes and 33 seconds you need for silence It's in the rules Mm. Very good. Mm. It's a rigorously
5: constructed gag as well. (laughs) A little bit highbrow for our audience, honestly, Nicholas. (laughs) That's not your fault, that's theirs. I just want to introduce the game 4 minutes and 33 seconds of uniqueness, Uh, have you you heard about this one? No, I haven't. So the game is basically a loading screen. Uh, You sit there, you load it on, um, it was done in a game jam, um, and it sits there and it loads for 4 minutes and 33 seconds, and abruptly you get kicked out. Right. And that's basically the game. And eventually you figure out that if... As soon as somebody logs on to the server, you get kicked out. So the, the whole idea of the game is that for that 4 minutes and 33 seconds, you are the only one person out of 7 billion people doing this huh. one And then you start having people kind of, as soon as you get kicked out, you go, I'm just going to wait for four minutes and 31 seconds and then kick the bugger out myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you can start, it it all gets very complicated. Mm. And then I went to try and play it and it turns out the game company who made it stopped bothering to support it anymore and I couldn't play it and it was very disappointing. So I heard about it but couldn't experience it, which is a problem with art. sad
4: way to uh, end the
2: show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
5: Sorry, I was trying to be unique. That's what I was trying to be. I was trying to look for that single moment of uniqueness in the entire world and I failed.
4: Mm, We've been doing that for 200
2: episodes. (laughs)
5: Exactly, Exactly. Clean.
4: Uh, yeah, no, but uh, thanks very much for listening to the last 200 episodes, I guess. Yeah, I assume you've listened to all of them. You if can't, you can you? Where is the, uh, didn't some are some
2: offline, aren't they? Mm, some of them are offline, and even more of them will be going offline soon. Basically, we have a creeping threshold. Do we? And as soon as we think, yeah, we're a little bit better. Okay. So we kick some of the old ones off the back end. We haven't done that for years. No. <laughs> 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 Must get around to improving. Maybe it's time well, to
5: announce a special edition. Collect them all up, oh. put them in a package, sell them for £1,000. Five only. This is, uh, Maybe
2: this is a good time to discuss this. What, business? Yeah. How, how, how can we monetize
5: One Life Life? We've been giving it away for free for ages. And frankly, we're sick of it. Keep giving it away for free, but find something special that a handful of people love. Mm. Um... Oh, yeah, that's
3: good. <laughs> Guys, you cannot sell me, not again.
5: Oh, okay,
2: okay, interesting. Yeah, we did try and think about writing a game. But did he, did it, I know we can rewind after the show, but he mentioned some things, didn't he? Gigs. And concerts. Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts. 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 T-shirts.
3: t-shirts. T-shirts, let's get into T-shirts. t shirts oh.
5: <laughs> Pay for people to come on here, do reviews? You could be a paid review site. That's a good idea. Mm. Talking of which,
2: it's the GMAs on Thursday.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And we are super, super excited, aren't we? Um, I I can't think of a better way to end our 200th episode (laughs) than talking about how there is no way that this time next week we won't be the recipients.
4: No, absolutely. Proud recipients of of
2: one best broadcast award how can they not give it to us in our 200th episode the only way they could possibly not give it to us is if they gave it to Guy Cocker as a sympathy vote
3: and that's all it'd be Guy that's all it'd be in
2: fact in many ways if you, if you end up winning this you're the biggest loser
3: unless it's us in which case we're the biggest loser
2: <laughs> and winners so yeah. yes, uh, I'm sure it'll work out. We're really, really excited yes. about that, and attending the um, anti-GMA's party as well. Exactly. We
3: are both Hashtag pro and anti.
2: We are all things to all people, and that's what we've been for 200 episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank um, you. That's why we do this, exactly. not not the awards. And we, we do the money. No, certainly oh, not. All the mate. women. <laughs> no. We do it
5: for you guys. Exactly. You.
4: Thanks for coming on, Nicholas. Yeah, Thank it's you Pleasure to have me. you back. So just to remind, The Curve is on
5: sale now. We get it from Amazon and stuff. And you, then, get it from, yeah. you can get it from Amazon and get it from Waterstones. Excellent. And there's a free version too. Excellent. All right. Thanks, thanks very much, everybody. We love you. See we you next you. week. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>